Welcome to the war from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. With victory achieved, it was time to truly celebrate. In command performance, the earliest of the AFRS programs, bringing the best of Hollywood to American service personnel overseas, presented a dazzling two-part uh, program, uh, their Victory Extra. Original air date, August 14th of 1945. Let's go ahead and we'll take a listen. O God, our Heavenly Father, grant us peace, thy most precious gift, O thou eternal source of peace, and enable us to be a messenger of peace unto the peoples of the earth. Bless our country, that it may ever be a stronghold of peace and the advocate of peace in the Council of Nations. May contentment reign within its borders, health and happiness within its homes. Strengthen the bond of friendship and fellowship between all the inhabitants of our land. Plant virtue in every soul. And may the love of thy name hallow every home and every heart. Praise be thou, O Lord, giver of peace. Victory Extra, the greatest entertainers in America, is requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance commemorating Allied victory throughout the world. Well, it looks like this is it. And this is Crosby. They put me up front here tonight. Hope is over annoying the English, and they asked me to say something. Tough duty. What, what can you say at a time like this? You can't throw your skimmer in the air. That's for run-of-the-mill holidays. I guess all anybody can do is thank God it's over. You know, command performance has been rolling along overseas for a couple of hundred weeks now. But we're giving it a triple-distilled airing tonight. And a lot of people you know are going to be passing through here before this meeting is over. going to be a lot of happiness in the air, but along with it, a lot of prayers in all our hearts.
Thank you, Risa Stevens. Tonight on this special victory edition of the Servicemen's Own Radio Program Command Performance, we're going to paste together sort of a scrapbook about the past few years. This show has sent a lot of music and a lot of laughter around the world. Today, though our deep-down feeling is one of humility, we're going to include some of the laughs and some of the songs that might have helped out in the dark days. In March of 1942, on command performance number one, when this day of victory seemed a long way off, a young lady stepped to the microphone and she said... Hello, fellas. This is Diana Shore. And you're awfully sweet to order me to sing on your very own show, Command Performance. I think a gal should be very proud to be ordered around by the United States Army, the Navy, the Marines, and the Coast Guard. Tina, I think this is the night for you to repeat the song that you've had the most requests for during the three and a half years of Command Number One since then. Roger, it's coming at you, man. Because to tell you the truth, I'll be lonely. I don't mind being lonely when my heart tells me you are lonely too. I'll walk alone. They'll ask. And I'll tell them I'd rather There are dreams I must gather Dreams we fashion the night You help me tie I'll always be near you Wherever you are Each night In every prayer Just whisper I'll hear you No matter how far So close your eyes And I'll be there Please walk alone but send your love and your kisses to guide me. Donna, that was a collector's item if ever I heard one. You know, four days after D-Day on the French coast, when the issue was very much in doubt on Omaha Beach and when Yanks in the Pacific were making a big push on Biak, a broadcast went out on the series called Mail Call. I think you'll agree we think it deserves a permanent place in our scrapbook of radio war memories. 
To Americans overseas and at home, we present a return command performance from Miss Betty Davis. I don't have to tell you how wonderful it is to be here tonight of all nights. What class, what refinement, what a cultured tomato. <laughs> We're cooked, Jimmy Durante. <laughs> Miss Davis, this is indeed a pleasure. I've been looking high and low in this town for a person of your ilk. Jimmy, you're trying to turn my head. Au contraire, ma petite. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that my Spanish is impeccable. <laughs> oh, flawless. But you still haven't explained why you've been looking for a person of my ilk. Because you, my dear lady, are a member of Hollywood's social set. And I wish to mingle with the blue buds. You know, the hoi polloi. <laughs> I see. In other words, you're a social climber. At last, someone who understands. <laughs> you see, Miss Davis, I'm not acceptable uh, to the upper strata because of the company I keep. What sort of company do you keep? I go around with my family. <laughs> well, how can I help solve your social problem? I have a sensational idea, Miss Davis. In order to introduce myself to society, I'm planning an exclusive lawn party at my palatial motel. <laughs> It'll be the biggest lawn party ever held. The biggest lawn party ever held? Yes, it will extend right into the gutter. <laughs> Miss Davis, it will indeed be a gala affair. Do say you'll come. Oh, delighted, Mr. Durante. Shall I dress? Naturally, we don't want the cops. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I meant, will it be formal? Very formal. Uh, wear your slacks. <laughs> All right, I shall. Pray do. You know, Miss Davis, you love the people at the party. You'll just... They're just your set. You know Barbara Hutton, of course. Yes, will she be there? No, but there'll be several girls from her store. <laughs> naturally, naturally from the ten-cent counters only. Oh, yes, naturally. Tea, tea will be served, no doubt. If you care for that sort of thing. Of course, for the more discriminating guests, there's, uh, there's straight gin. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is beginning to sound like a delightful brawl. What about entertainment? There will, of course, be a multiplicity of collateral divertisement for the ensemble. What, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. I did well enough to say it. <laughs> but to tell the truth, Miss Davis, I'm a little short on talent for the party. I thought I'd come here and sniff around for some. Well, you have the equipment for it. <laughs> <laughs> A delightful quib, Miss Davis. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I think I have just the man for you. He meets your requirements to a T. What does he do? He plays the piano. Perhaps you should talk to him yourself. Here he is in his name, Jose Iturbe. Get away from that piano. That's my piano. <laughs> Jose Iturbe, I'd like you to meet Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante? Hiya, Hose. Hiya, nose <laughs> He's speaking pure Castile <laughs> So this kid is a piano player, huh, Miss Davis? 
Uh, who did he play with? Well, he's played with the Moscow Symphony, the Paris Conservatory, the New York Philharmonic with Leopold Stokowski, Sir Thomas Beecham and Kusevitsky. Can't hold a job very long, huh? <laughs> Are you looking for a pianist, Mr. Durante? Yeah, but I don't think you'll do. I gotta have a guy who can read music. But I do read music. For your information, Jimmy, Mr. Tooby happens to be a musician of some renown. Well, how much do you get for a night, Jose? Oh, well, about uh, $3,000. I see you wake over scale. (laughs) Well, I'm not making any rash promises till I see what you can do. Oh, Jimmy, I think you'd be fairly safe without auditioning, Mr. Tooby. I can't take a chance, I, Josie. I got the music. <laughs> I can't take a chance, I Sosie. I. <laughs> I get worse as I go along. I got the music here for a piano duet. A duet? Yeah, that's what they call it when two people play. Here's your part. Them little black things there are what you call notes. This one is moving. That's something else again. Brush it off. <laughs> now, Jose, you just wait a minute, and I'll play the piano, and I'll take the beginning. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I play the preliminaries. <laughs> you know, you can easily be replaced. <laughs> just a minute. Just a minute, I said. Soft. 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 Wait a minute. I wouldn't do that if I was you, stranger. (laughs) Might lead to a fruit. (laughs) We'll start again, Mr. I. Joseph. Suppose uh, if there were a little more, <laughs> there were a little more notes, he'd have went a little further. <laughs> Just what did you accomplish by that, Jose? I, uh, I was merely trying to please. Everybody wants to get into the act. <laughs> Jimmy, possibly Mr. Turby felt a little uncomfortable playing a duet with such a great artist. Maybe he'd rather play a solo. Okay, let the big show off play. All I can say is I faced these next few minutes with four booties. That must have been written by George Bernard Schwartz. <laughs> while you, while you play Mr. I, Mr. Tavy, I'm going to go look for four booties. <laughs> Excuse me. This is Lionel Barrymore. I have a mailbag full of concert hall requests here for Mr. Turby to play. And now that Mr. Durante is off looking for Mr. Forbooting, I think he said, we can turn to some good music. It's been gratifying that our programs of the world's really fine music have reached you servicemen on battle wagons and Nissan huts and on coral islands. The music of victory reaches its crescendo tonight 
Let's listen to Jose Turby playing the Polonaise in A flat of Chopin. Show business has been sending a lot of traveling salesmen over the pond. Quite a few over there right now. 
salesmen of show business over the seas peddling their wares. There's the old Professor K. Kaiser and the amiable Jack Carson. There's that widely esteemed character actor, Jay Benny, not to mention a certain golf hustler who goes by the name of Hope. And heading toward this microphone right now is a gal who spent plenty of months with the G.I.s in Europe. Ask any E.T.O. dog face and he'll tell you about it with whistles and cheers. Marlena Dietrich. Thank you, Bing. This is a happy day for every American. I have a pretty good idea how the boys in the E.T.O. feel. You know, it's almost impossible for anybody who hasn't been up in the thick of it to imagine what this business of war is like firsthand. One man helped give the world the necessary imagination. His name was Ernie Pyle. Anybody, civilian, soldier, who has spent any time overseas, knows how the G.I.s feel about Ernie. Not long ago, he wrote some good words about this day of victory. There's a great actor, a man who has my admiration, Burgess Meredith. He's going to read them to you. It'll seem odd when at some given hour the shooting stops and everything changes again. It'll be odd to drive down an unknown road without that little knot of fear in your stomach. Odd not to listen with animal-like alertness for the meaning of every distant sound. Odd to have your spirit released from the perpetual weight that is compounded of fear and death and dirt and anguish. We've won this war because our men are brave, because of many other things. Because of Russia, England, and China, and the passage of time, and the gift of nature's materials. We did not win it because destiny created us better than all other peoples. I hope that in victory we are more grateful and we are proud. All of us together will have to learn how to reassemble our broken world into a pattern so firm and so fair that another great war cannot soon be possible. Most of us don't pretend to know the right answer. All we can do is fumble and try once more, try out of the memory of our anguish and be as tolerant with each other as we can. How can anybody begin to do any kind of celebrating, loud or soft, jubilant or humble, without including Ginny Sims, the gal who sweeped up the airwaves of the planet ever since the war began? Ginny, what is it going to be tonight? Well, Bing, this is a song I've been wanting to sing on a day like this for an awful long time. You'd be so nice to come home to.
just been handed a card here with the name of an added starter in this command performance victory show. I don't really know what to say about him since I'm not familiar with his work. But his name may ring a bell with some of you. Uh, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my boy. Here you are, my boy. Right over here next to me now. If you feel yourself falling, just grab. Just... <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. Now, let me see here. Your name is Frank Sinatra? That's right, sir. I seem to have heard that name before. Too often, perhaps, sir? <laughs> Far too often. You're a singer, I believe, Mr. Sinatra? Yes, sir. And you? Oh! <laughs> I have cut a disc here and there, made a platter or two. I understand that your singing is one you wide acclaim, Mr. Sinatra. That is, with children under 13. <laughs> That's absolutely right, Mr. Crosby. Uh, tell me, what do you hear from the ear trumpet crowd? Now, see here. <laughs> Just a minute now, short, dark, and transparent. <laughs> you have no business to talk to me like that. You cut me when you do that. You really cut me. You do. Because I love you, Frankie boy. <laughs> You're my pal. Am I, Bing? Sure you are, Frankie. I may take a little dig at you every now and then, but it hurts me more than it does you. Uh, it really hurts me as it does. I hate to do it, Frankie. Well, then why do you keep doing it? Well, I feel that suffering is good for me. <laughs> really, I'm crazy about you, Frankie. I admire all your wonderful qualities. Gee, would you like your sons to be like me? Well, no, I want them to grow up. <laughs> Thing. I'm your pal. I'm your chum. You mean it, Frankie? Hmm? Of course I do. Why, it's us against the world, Bing. We'll stick together through thick and thin. Yes, we will, Finn. <laughs> you said it, Thick. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, Frank, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Have no fears, Bing, I never will. But someday, if they do take your sunshine away and there are gray skies, don't you mind, old man. Hmm? You still have me, Bingy boy. <laughs> Climb upon my knee, Bingy boy. Oh, Bingy boy. Though you're 63, Bingy boy. I have been stabbed. <laughs> there's no way of knowing, there's no way of showing what you mean to me, Bingy boy, boy. A little high for you. <clears throat> come, come, no blood. Really, you, you don't know what you mean to me. Well, inform me, Dad. Stand by. You're the top You're the boy who hustles me You're the top Though you've got no muscles You're the guarantee that a chickadee will move You're a high school thriller, Bobby Sox killer The voice of swoon Frank exaggeration, Bingo It's a matter of fact, it's the other way around Looped You're the top you're the head canary, you're the top, though your top ain't Harry. Oh. <laughs> That's my name, though, Harry. That's my name. You're the baritone who has held the throne with ease. You're the choice of sages, the rock of ages, you're the voice of cheese. Elvita. <laughs> I'm not the top. Ask my doctor, he knows. Well, I'm not the top. Why not? I'm just a stooge for skinos. Say I'm a total wreck. I'm a worthless check of flop. So I guess that leaves Lombardo on the top. Frank, that was jolly fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. But let us hear one of your winners, huh? Are you in good voice? Pump yourself up. Sing it. What is America to me? A name, a map, or a flag I see. A certain word, democracy. What is America to me? The house I live in, a plot of earth, a street, the grocer and the butcher, and the people that I meet, the children in the playground. The faces that I see, all races and religions, that's America to me. The place I work in, the worker by my side, the little town or city, 
where my people lived and died. The howdy and the handshake, the air of feeling free, and the right to speak my mind out. That's America to me. The things I see about me, the big things and the small, the little corner newsstand and the house a mile tall, the wedding and the churchyard, the laughter and the tears, and the dream that's been a growing for a hundred and fifty years. Pavement of the city, or a garden all in bloom, the church, the school, the clubhouse, the million lights I see, but especially the people that's a wash my face for days, for days. Practically everybody who's seen the business end of a microphone or motion picture has appeared on the Armed Forces radio programs. Such programs as Command Performance, Mail Call, Words with Music, Concert Hall, and dozens of others. Every person in the entertainment industry has pitched in on this gigantic radio job. Great performers, all of them, they could each have done a highlight spot on this or any show. They know that time is short. Troopers that they are... They are here, if only to say a word by way of signing their names to this victory command performance. My name's Rita Hayworth. This is a great day. You've cleaned things up for better days to come. Stop, Sergeant, this yarn ass, latching on. Three down and none to go. This is Ernie Bubbles Whitman. We've been waiting a long time to say this. Hallelujah! I should like to add my name in this hour of victory. Gratefully, Ida Lupino. This is Ginger Rogers. Today, the final seal goes on the charter. Freedom from fear and want. Freedom of speech and religion. This is Ruth Hersey. This is a big day here, but the biggest day of all is when you out there come home. Claire Trevor speaking. This is a day none of us will ever forget. A gift to history from the fighting men and women of the United Nations. This is Don Wilson. Look for the seven big letters on the package. 
B-I-C-T-O-R-Y. This is Bill Malden, gents. Joe and Willie are tying one on tonight with the rest of the poor, frustrated civilian. This is Corporal George Montgomery. The world's rejoicing tonight. We've built a victory. Now we can build a peace. This is Private John Conner. Victory opens the door. The new world lies ahead. This is Jing Falkenberg. Five years ago, the United Nations were merely two words. Now you've made them the bond which unites one world. Diana Lewis speaking. Tonight we celebrate a military victory. But in years to come, we shall recognize that it's a victory of humanity. This is Ronald Coleman. This is the great day for the free people of the world. Practically any scrapbook has to have a little G.I. cheesecake, a little Quonset mural, as it were, sort of a pyramidal petty. And the gal who didn't run second to anybody in the pinup league, who also has done many a sweet cleft job on command, personal album, and many other G.I. shows in the past, is right here now. Janet Blair to sing, What is this thing called love? Bye.
This is Bill Powell. Seems that Bing Crosby has been doing a really yeoman job as master of ceremonies on this victory command performance. So it's time to give him a breather. Now, Bing, you just sit back there and relax and take it easy. Thank you, Bill. Oh, you've been doing a grand job, Bing. You're grand to say so. I want you just to slow down and uh, kind of enjoy this next number. I'd love to, Bill. What's it going to be? Bing Crosby singing San Fernando Valley. Oh, I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I'm packing my grip And I'm leaving today And I'm taking a trip California way I'm fixing to settle down And never more roam And make the San Fernando Valley my home I'll forget my sins I'll be making new friends Where the West begins And the sunset ends I'm gonna settle down And never more roam And make the San Fernando Valley my home I think that old Reverend Thomas made us a solemn promise that he'd make the two of us one. And I think that I'm safe in stating my tomato will be waiting. I'm coming home on the run. So I'm hitting the trail For the cow country You can forward my mail Care of RFD I'm gonna settle down And never more roam And make the San Fernando Valley my home Make the San Fernando Valley my home. I don't know those wolves. Calls and whistles can't be for me. This is Harry Von Zell. One of the command performance's great departments during the past few years has been sounds from home. The train whistling at a crossing, the rattle of a milk wagon at 6 a.m., the yelp of somebody's mother-in-law getting a hot foot. Tonight, tonight we're going to repeat some of the sounds we've been asked for in the past. For instance, there's a memorable request we got from a sailor. It says, Dear command performance, could you possibly have Lucille Ball sigh for me? That's all, brother. Just have her sigh. Well, since request is no, never too big or too small hereabouts, how about it, Lucille? Let's have that sigh, hmm? <sighs> Ain't that... Well, that's all, brother. Just pick him up, man. Pick him up. 
<laughs> now there's a sound effect that you can do for the boys, Harry. Oh? We've had 84,209 requests for the same thing. Well, what is it, Lucille? The sound of a bugler getting shot. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, now there's something they've wanted to do for a long time. Somebody hand me an M1 and let's go. There you are, Harry. When the bugler starts to play, let him have it. Okay. I got him that time. <laughs> well, now for another important sound effect, Lucille. I have a letter here which reads, Dear Command Performance, the sound I would love to hear most is Harry Von Zell kissing Lucille Ball. Well, I, I don't know. I... Now, don't forget anything for the boys, Lucille. <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah. Ah. Uh, there. By the way, who sent in that request? <laughs> Me. I imagine that there must be a few fathers out there on the listening end tonight, and I imagine some of them have sons or daughters that they haven't seen yet. Of course, I'm sort of a Johnny-come-lately on this father business new racket for me, but I've got a feeling Victory Day means something extra to you guys who are looking forward to seeing your kids for the first time. We pray it'll be soon. Meanwhile, the King sisters are tossing off a lullaby to keep that kid of yours happy until you hit stateside again. The King. <laughs> Goodbye this way. But 
In the next few moments, you will hear some words which were first spoken by a great American. He said them nearly two years ago, but the day for which they were written is today, the day of Allied victory, final and complete. Robert Montgomery reads them to you. now face the enormous and complex problem of building, with our allies, a strong world structure of peace. In doing that historic job, we shall be standing before a mighty bar of judgment, the judgment of all those who have fought and died in this war, the judgment of generations yet unborn, the very judgment of God. Peace no less than war must offer a spirit of comradeship, a spirit of achievement, a spirit of unselfishness and indomitable will to victory. Around us we see an unfinished world, a world of awakened people struggling to set themselves on the path of civilization, people struggling everywhere to achieve a higher cultural and material standard of life. I say we must wage the coming battle for America and for civilization on a scale worthy of the way we have unitedly waged it in association with the United Nations with whom we have stood and fought and with the association ever growing. I say we must wage a peace to attract the highest hearts and the most competent hands and brains. That, my friends, is the conception I have of the meaning of total victory. And the conception is founded upon faith. Faith in the unlimited destiny, the unconquerable spirit of America. Thank you, Bob Montgomery, for bringing us the words of a man who would have given so much to see this day of victory, Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
are listening to a special victory edition of Command Performance, broadcast from Hollywood especially for the servicemen and women overseas. We pause for station identification. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Welcome back. I should say, in interest of modern listeners, no buglers were actually harmed in the making of this program. And in all seriousness, three cheers for the buglers who had a very difficult but still necessary job. Well, we will continue tomorrow with part two. Be sure and listen then. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. This program is a presentation of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net. And Ken Curlin provides the opening theme music, kencurlin.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>